Chow. Ladies and gentlemen, just like that, we are back for another edition of the WrestleManiacs, sponsored by the Sideline Junkies. We took it all the way back to the old way we used to present it, uh, thanks to our wonderful friends at Skype uh, in celebration. Not really celebration, but just because it's a back. In fact, you see, uh, not only are we on the mothership, but uh, we are representing the Space Jam because I just watched that with the kids. So it was a cool, good little uh, family fun movie. LeBron Vaughn in it, and uh, uh Martin Green from uh, Walking Dead fame, and um, uh, Enterprise. Was it Enterprise? Whatever her Star Trek uh, show is, so I'll give a shout out. Uh, to her performance along with the kids and to Don Cheadle, who did a good job. Uh, he's already lit up, so without further ado, the Nubian Sumo can tell us what he is partaking in on the uh, drinking and smoking side of things tonight. Happy Throwback Saturday, everybody. Since we on, since we doing everything on Skype tonight. Uh, glad you enjoyed your movie because I won't be watching that. Uh, I have no interest in Space Jam. Do well, you don't have no kids, so you know. I mean, I still like cartoons. I still, I still dig the cartoons. I'm watching all the anime on Netflix, so you know, about pretty much. It's a kids' movie, James. Now Don Cheeto killed it, you know, so his role was more for the adult, but everything else was it's a kid movie. Even though it's the kids' movie, I still watch kids' movies. I mean, you know, I watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I watch a lot, you know. I watch Pokemon, you know. Yu-Gi-Oh's a cheater. I'm just Yu-Gi-Oh's a cheater. How's he a cheater? There is no way that uh, Kaiba can be in a match and destroy Joey, but then he faces Yu-Gi-Oh, and Yu-Gi is sitting there. Everybody's thinking, "Oh no." Yugi, he's in trouble. And then all of a sudden, Yugi just looks at uh, at uh, at Kaiba's like, um, just wanted to let you know that 15 moves ago, I put this card down, knowing that you were going to put that card out. So this card that I'm going to flip is going to trap your monsters, negate everything you did, give me extra power, and in one swipe, this episode's over because I just destroyed you. How the hell? Every episode? Hey, Joey, Joey is Joey is a mark. But every Joey, Joey is a mark. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, no, no. Every episode, even Ash lost a couple in Pokemon. He man lost once, but every episode Yugi over here destroying, and he knows hey, man, it's you is Yu-Gi-Oh. He's a god, man. Come man. on. You know what happened two years ago, so I'm gonna go ahead and just leave this card on the floor, come back to it two years later. Oh, let me pick this up. This is the Egyptian God card that destroys you. He's yeah. A cheater. He's no, a cheater. he's not. Straight up. You're just jealous. I'm jealous. You're just jealous because you tried that in real life and it didn't work. God dang it right. <laughs> See how long that rule book is? God dang it. God, anybody got time for that? But, yeah, I saw that rule book and I was like, hell no. Because yeah. I was going to try Because I was gonna, I was actually going to get in a tournament that was coming up in Atlanta. Uh, and I read the rule book, and I was like, nah, I'll pass. I even said uh, on this uh, past vacation, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and buy the game that's on sale. Let me go ahead and try it out. Man, after about five minutes of just the tutorial, I'm, I'm done. 
I can't. You know, I'm just trying to uh, do a battle. You still telling me where to place the cards? I'm like, I don't even right. care at this point. You know, I'm I'm over it. So that was the last time I played Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> that came well, in the well, But for those that enjoyed you, congratulations. Oh yeah, hey, more power to you, all you 10, 11, 12 year olds that know how to do that shit. Hey, more power to you, because I can't. I'm, my mind is too too. I lost a lot of brain cells in my life, so. I can't comprehend. But speaking of my lost brain cells, tonight I'm being powered by the Espinosa La Laranja <laughs> Oscuro. And I have broken out a bottle of my Eagle Rare. Oh, shut the front door. What's so, the occasion? Is it Slammiversary? Is that what it is? Yes, actually, it is Slammiversary. It is on right now. We are in match. Number four, I believe, of the card. Uh, they had one. They had one match uh, during the pre-show. No, we, we you got your segment, so I was gonna let a couple more. Uh, well, no, I wasn't uh, gonna give anything away. I was just saying that they were there was one match during the pre-show, and they have they uh, were there on the third match of the card. I'm not. I wasn't gonna say which one it was, but I'll go over those things a little later. But uh, yeah. Good. I just I was just hoping you was wondering like why is that so Nubian so uh. So late in the uh, the production notes, but that's why it's because you know I knew Slam anniversary was happening. So I wanted you to have some matches under your belt to to give uh, um, what was happening. But now I was just wanting people to know where we were on the card as of right now. So but and then we'll catch up later. So uh, a couple big things this week. Uh, the first one, I'm not sure if you're aware, James, but uh, it is Shark Week. So uh, if you want to go ahead and, you know, go swimming with the sharks, just make sure you uh, turn it upside down before you get too close and want to start touching and petting on it. So activate the, uh, I believe it's called Pantric Immobility. Uh, when you flip a, a shark upside down, it just automatically goes to sleep and then you can properly handle it. Otherwise, let the people that are professionals do all that Shark Week stuff. And once in a while, bring a celebrity into the ocean and watch them squirm. Uh, you do realize I'm black, right? What? What that happened? I said you do realize I'm black, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What that happened? I could have swore you was Mexican. I don't do. I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> we say that now, but then we also like, man, no, I no. See, I gotta see. Okay, full disclosure to the fans, I got a trip coming up. That I'm trying to take to Costa Rica. I got some friends of mine who are, you know, trying to go, trying to. It's some. It's, it's this girl's birthday party, and you know, she's. I think she's turning forty, and she oh. wants to Costa Rica for her birthday. And she, I, I got invited to come to get involved in this, and oh, nice. she's got this whole itinerary of going jet skiing and ATV and and all. I'm like. Nah, kid, not me. ATV in his car. It ATV. may be. Hey, look, I don't have a driver's license. I ain't trying to ride no ATV. I don't care. You don't need. Uh, can you ride a bike? I can ride a bike, but that ain't got. But this 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 bike got a motor. I ain't know. It's four wheels. They they do them at the beach. Just, I don't care. While they're doing that, I'll be doing this. Just an old bump on the log. 
you in Costa Rica, and all you're going to do is that. No, nothing. There's no activity that you're going to do. Oh, I'll be doing some activities. No, no, I'm talking about a planned activity. I plan to do some activities. Oh, God. So at least we know our mental note. Don't take James anywhere. It's all funny, Daddy. Oh, you can take me everywhere. Just don't try to give me that. Do, make me do all that touristy crap. They, they, y'all see it. Y'all see Housewives of Atlanta and and hip love and hip love. No, you've been off the natural coast. When, when's the last time you was off the coast? When's the last time I've been off the coast? Hmm, that's a good question. Jamaica, nineteen ninety-eight. And what did you do there? Well, besides smoke weed. Uh, did a lot of drinking, did a lot of swimming, nude swimming at that. You know, oh God, heaven it was a, it was a. You over here bucket naked and. Hey, look, uh, look, I ain't on camera being bucket naked. No, I was on the new. I was, I was at. It was a hedonism where it's illegal. Oh, that's even worse. Where it's legal. So that's even worse. So you out there hedonism, living your full life, bucket naked. High as a kite, everything I eat, and now you. I mean, I got I got on the I got on the banana boat thing, and I did that went out on the island and did the waterfall thing, and you know I ain't jump off or nothing, but you know I was there, and you know I went to all the parties. I had a wedding of a German couple. Oh, oh god! That I don't even know. They just (laughs) met me there. I went fish. I went fishing. I went fishing and and, and uh, I paid to go on a fishing trip and we went out trolling for tuna and they gave me when I got done they gave me two ten pound tunas. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Well, you did go on a fishing trip. I did, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm on vacation in a hotel at a resort. What am I supposed to do with two ten pound tunas? I mean, they already did make them pits. Cook huh? Cook it on the way back. Cook it on the way back on what? A lighter? No, I did what I I did what I thought was the right thing to do. I gave it to the chef. He says, come back in an hour. I got you. I was like, okay. I come back in an hour. He got them joint. He got one blackened and one grilled, a bunch of egg, bunch of nice scrambled eggs in the middle, and a bunch of fruit around the the platters like this. And I'm still got the same problem. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with two 10-pound tunas? <laughs> so everybody's either coming for late breakfast, early lunch, the place is crowded and whatnot. And so I stand up. I'm like, hear ye, hear ye. My name is James. I'm from Atlanta. I'm on vacation. That's just like y'all are. But I went fishing this morning, and I caught these fish. Anybody that wants some, come get some. I became a popular guy the rest of that weekend. <laughs> I believe it. You're probably eating on that fish that long amount of time. No, nah, it went pretty quick. You caught these this morning? Oh, my God. It's so good. Can I get some more? Oh, my God. This is so wonderful. Oh, James, we should take you on a cruise. That's how I met the German couple. Oh, God. So yeah, we, we, should all, we should go on a Jericho cruise. How about that? Maybe next year. When uh, cruising, yeah, they they, do need some, they do need some uh, a splash of color on that cruise, yeah, they do, they do. But but 
Speaking of Jericho, I guess that's the best segue that we're going to get into uh, wrestling after a uh, story by James, which actually may not be a bad segment. Almost like uh, a callback to uh, Charlie Murphy on the Chappelle Show. Stories by James. I'm quite sure there's quite a few that involve joking, uh, smoking, drinking, and anything else that could come of that. So you may have to revisit that. Be prepared. Yeah, We'll 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 discuss that at a later date. Well, I mean, you know, just keep it. Uh, <coughs> um, you know, well, just make sure we don't go to jail. That's the best I can say. I I, I can't make no promise. Get up to the line, but just don't go all the way. So, this week, that's enough, I guess. Uh, uh, funny in the round, but this week, outside of it being Shark Week, we went live on uh, two of the major entities when it comes down to uh, sports, entertainment, wrestling, wrestling, et cetera. Uh, AEW already shot the first shot last week, and they're in week two, which was Fighter Fest, but the WWE actually enjoyed week one, which began technically with SmackDown, so it's really the end of the week, but um, it's beginning a week, and they're riding the wave as we head towards the flagship being Monday Night Raw. So with SmackDown being live again, uh, the first thing I wanted to discuss uh, was who was made and who was solidified superstar-wise. But just to give you some context in reference to uh, what you had a chance to witness if you did SmackDown, it did emanate from the Toyota Center in uh, Texas, and it drew 14,496, which they were calling a sellout. So we'll let it be where it's at. We saw Vincent Kennedy come out. Uh, uh, a quick uh, interaction with the fans. Uh, we got a chance to see the new set, which is pretty interesting because it's almost like, I guess for lack of a better term, an infinity set. Because if it's really going to be this way, opposed to having a ramp, and you have the large Tron, the Titan Tron coming down, and then it goes into a flat uh, stage then that'll be interesting if they keep that because the way the lighting was set up, it looks like it's supposed to be that way forever. So that gives them almost a nod to the Thunderdome with uh, fans being elevated above the entrance. Uh, but we'll see next week if there's going to be a ramp. But I like the way the set looks. It's going to suck because they're going to have to do a lot of shining on that floor. Uh, we had Roman Reigns come out after uh, the chairman. Um, a lot of augmented reality was all part of uh, SmackDown, as Stephanie McMahon promised. Uh, the first match was Roman Reigns and the Usos versus uh, the Mysterios and Edge. Uh, we had a fatal four-way with Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Uh, we had the return of Finn Balor in a segment with Sami Zayn. Uh, your uh, duo Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox had a match with Natty and Tamina again. Um, we did see some Liv Morgan and, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Zelina Vega, uh, did have an appearance. Uh, Bianca Belair successfully defended her, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. And, uh, we got to see Otis versus, uh, Cesaro. And then there was, uh, you know, some sprinkles of other things that happened, but that was, um, you know, some of the, uh, the the situation or, or, the, or the picture that we got a chance to see. So SmackDown, who would you say was made? Was anybody uh, looked over? Anybody solidified? What, what was your thoughts? 
Well, I mean, other than the newness of everything they, with the new set and everything, I mean, it was pretty much a, it was a pretty decent SmackDown. Uh, bringing back Finn Balor, he was expect was expect kind of expected. We just didn't know where they he was going to land, but they said that he was ready to come back to the main roster from NXT. And the fact that he couldn't beat Kyrian Cross, you know, that was that was his that was his ado. So. Uh, as far as people being made, I mean, you knew you knew when they announced the uh, Shotzi and and Knox match against uh, Natalia and Tamina that they were going to end up winning it. I mean, why give them the win the week before if they're going to end up just losing this week? Well, Especially if it's a number one contender type situation. So it wasn't. Yeah, they, it was a number one contenders match. So you know, they gave an asterisk for this time. Yeah, it was kind of uh, it was kind of shady with all the uh, activity outside with Liv and Zelina. So you know, but anyway, you know, as far as anybody being made, um, we talked last week about who's going to get the biggest pop. Uh, we haven't seen Raw yet, but I think Edge is pretty much the front runner right now because uh, even man. though. Even though Roman, even though Roman got, you know, he, he got his, he got a lot of booze and whatnot, but that that was a road, that was a road warrior pop that Edge got, you know, when he had the Mysterios there with him, so you know it was doing doing his little doing his little pyro thing, so you know I don't know, that's go that's gonna be a hard one to beat for Raw. Well, I'm still thinking. Uh, Bianca Belair is edging out, pun intended, I guess. Uh, edging out, edge just slightly, uh, in my opinion. And the only reason why I, I give her uh, the slightly nod is because throughout the match, um, the fans were just a thousand percent engaged, even to the point where normally you would see uh, the champion if they're the face getting beat down or in a hold or, or you know some type of rest move, uh, a choke or or a submission or whatever it may be, an arm bar, that they would start, you know, pounding on the uh, the mat, start getting the, 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 the crowd into it, so that way they can get the claps going and all that stuff. They were doing that on their own. They saw EST chants and everything. They were just marking off for her the entire match. Well, yeah, just for the whole match, but when we talk about pops, yeah. when we talk about pops, Usually when we talk when people talk about pops or when I talk about pops, I'm talking about like the entrance. You know, what happens during the match, yeah, cool, cool, whatever. But during the at the beginning at the entrance is where you talk you talk about pops. Yeah. And she had a strong one too. She had a strong she had a strong one too, but I don't know. That edge one, man, you know, that one kind of got me. so I was like, you know. Tomorrow night at Money in the Bank is really good. That's where we're really gonna see it. That's going to be an even bigger crowd. I mean, for Money in the Bank right now, uh, I think, I mean, if they did 14 at the Toyota Center, Dickens Arena, I think they may try to go 15, 16. So I wonder if they, because the uh, Toyota could have technically gone to 18 um, if uh, positioned right. So um, we'll, we'll see if they try to stretch that out just to get a little bit more bigger capacity. Yeah. I, uh, now, for something now, I don't know if it was just me. But and it wasn't that he got a pop, it was or a big pop or whatever, it was just the way that he kind of came off. 
And it, I mean, like I said, it's just it's just my opinion. Uh -huh. But Otis, I would say to answer your question, Otis would be the one that actually got over. Yeah, I agree. For the whole match, you know, because I mean, I, I, the, the way they were, the way they were put, the way the announcers were pushing Otis and just his performance, and you know, just the way that he's coming off now as this big heel, you know, and, and he's pulling it off very well. I oh, mean, yeah. he was a likable face when he was when, when he was a face, and now he's doing so well. As I see why um, McMahon is li really liking him, because I mean, for somebody that's pretty much new and hasn't really done too much in wrestling, you know. Oh my God! Okay, I'm holding it. I'm holding it, but I gotta, I gotta write, I gotta write this down while I'm talking. But um, yeah, um, look like Leo Rush showed up. <laughs> yeah. my, you know what? I'd have appreciated it more if it was Leo Rush. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, but Otis, Otis. I mean, I've always, I've already liked Otis. Otis grew on me, right? You know, but you know, even more so, even more so, he's just starting to. Build that up. So, so yeah. I guess so, yeah. Answer this question: Do you enjoy seeing Otis as he is now, or do you wish he would have never got broken up uh, with uh, Tucker for Heavy Machinery? And that's factoring in the experience of Chad Gable. Well, I'm I'm actually liking him the way he is now. You know. Um, I, but I wish they would do more with the Alpha Academy. I want to see them do something like um, they had and evolve with that uh, that group catch point. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to see. I would love to see him get maybe two or three more guys. You know, like newer guys. You know, out of from developmental or whatever to try to get to try to build them up and get them in and maybe go for some tag titles or whatever. Or go or go after the United States or the, or the Intercontinental Belt with Otis, you know, at some point, you know, just just to, just to you know build that build the Alpha Academy up. They're pretty good on their own, but I right. want to see them bring I want to see them bring some more people in, you know. I mean, they they uh, just like there are too many factions in AEW. They're really not enough yeah. in um, <laughs> WWE. So they could they could stand for at least one more right now. That uh, they say that Vince is extremely receptive to uh, calling up a lot more NXT talent, uh, made and not made yet. So we could see some just general faces, and then we could see some more people called up. Because uh, right. as we talked about many times before, it is extremely long overdue. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I agree with you about Otis. What I did think was interesting. Because last week, you know, you had your uh, sumo rant moment. Uh, Bianca had the, the biggest pop of the night for the women. Carmella actually drew a lot of heat, and she had a, a lot of booze at the same time. But I didn't hear really anything for Shotzi and Knox. There were some people that were like, oh, but it wasn't anything that was overwhelming in comparison to uh Bianca Belair or even let's say if we take Bianca out to Carmella but then also I didn't hear that Carmella level 
for Natty and Tamina, which worries me uh, for them two and their championship career. I was hoping that'd be a little bit more, and I made sure I had my surround sound on, uh, well, my uh, speaker on surround sound, and the audio is just extremely loud because I wanted to really get a feel as if I was in the stands at the time. But I didn't hear they were they had a bigger pop than Shotzi and Knox, but it wasn't what I was hoping it would be with a live audience coming back and them being champions. Well, of course they didn't because I mean they, it was the way they brought Shotzi and uh, Tegan Knox in. First of all, second of all, uh, I'm sure a lot of every, a lot of people in the audience were feeling the same way I was. You know, they they set this matchup as a contenders match, so if they beat the champions, then they were going to get a match. They had just beat them the week before. So why wouldn't they beat them tonight? So, you know, so it was, and, and like I said, there was no build up to them. There's no, there was no build up to Shotzi and not T and Knox. You know, if folks, if, if folks don't really know or have no reason to care about them, you know, why, 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 why they were not going to cheer for them or they're not going to pop for them. So I mean, then they're not really doing anything with them to make you care about them. Yeah, especially they're not getting, any, they're not getting any backstage interviews or anything like that. And if they are, it's one of those exclusive ones that you got to see on website, whatever, or, or YouTube. So I mean, it's you know, it's like whatever. You know, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. Just, just to throw, just to throw somebody in there for title contention, you know, and. But you only have there's only two tag teams on the brand for the women, <laughs> and they're it. There's nobody else. Well, like I said, like I was saying, like I was saying last week, they, you know, you could throw any two people together, just like they did with uh, Shotzi and Tegan. You know, you could throw together make a tag team. If you do that, you're removing people from the 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 women's championship because if you take two people away, then that's really nobody to buy for the contendership since Bailey's gone. Carmella's out, you know, who else does Bianca have left? Nobody. Well, you um Naomi is without a partner right now. Well, Naomi's on Raw. Well, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So but I mean, uh body for Bianca to go up against. I mean, she she's gonna do Carmella next week, and it makes sense. I can buy this one because Carmella had the short end of the stick, but the benefit of only having a couple days to prepare. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy it. So she's going to have the rematch. Because of the pop that Bianca got, she's not going to win. We, we know that. But after that, who is Bianca going to face at SummerSlam? Bailey's out. So I'm um, assuming this is, uh, they got to put the call in and say, Sasha, time to come back. When or, is SummerSlam again? Uh, August. Oh, they already got somebody coming back. Uh, SummerSlam next, uh, next week. First. They already announced somebody coming back next week. Well, they haven't announced it, but it's being said that somebody's coming back next week. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to talk about that a little later. But you know, oh, Tony Storm, Tony Storm's coming to SmackDown. I'm not talking about her. We'll see. We'll get there. Or maybe something yeah, we'll get, that's under my radar. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll, it, when it, if it's brought up a little later, we'll talk about it. But yeah, somebody's supposed yeah. to be coming. I've, I've read. I've read some. I've read some things and seen some things where somebody is supposed to be coming back uh, on the 23rd. All right, so they, need, they can get. So, yeah. And I, 
if it's who or the other person I was thinking, I think that's too early. If it's if it's you know super huge person, uh, that's too early, extremely too early for what I would do. Keep that on the back end payroll until we get to the rumble. But we'll we'll see who, who you are seeing. So that's SmackDown first uh, live event for the WWE in over a year and a half. So that's in the books. They've got the the mojo going. You even had Stephanie and uh, trips outside, uh, greeting fans and stuff like that, taking pictures and all those lovely things. On the flip side. For the AEW's, I guess, answer to SmackDown, even though it came early, but you might as well call it a rebuttal because they were producing a show to go up against something that they didn't really know how grand it was going to be in reference to presentation. We had W with Fighter Fest night one, and uh, what happened on that uh, free purview is uh, the IWGP title was uh, defended. Uh, by Mox uh, going up against Carl Anderson. IWGP United States yep. time. US. Make sure you, yeah, make sure you. I would take, I'm sorry, I was taking it for granted, uh, thinking that people would know that it's uh, the U.S. that I'm talking about. But yeah, good call out. Uh, uh, we had uh, Brian Cage versus uh, Ricky Starks, who actually, by hook and crook, uh, won the FTW championship. Um, we had uh, Sammy uh, Guevara going up against uh, Will Utah. Um, Matt Hardy uh, went up against uh, Christian Cage. Uh, you had uh, oh Lord, oh, Penelope Ford. I'm sorry, versus Yuka Sakazaki, and then um, Ethan Page and Darby Allen in a coffin match was your main event. So that was Fighter Fest Night One. First, my question is, do you think that they brought it strong enough to go up against what we eventually saw was going to happen in SmackDown? And that's the first battle they were going up against. And then the second battle is, do you think that they did a good enough job to beat the Great American Bash uh, night two on NXT? Well, it was a it was a solid show. Uh, they said that they've made it over a million viewers mm-hmm. and they've been they won the demographic and they were number one cable show on that night uh, overall. So, right. as far as viewers are concerned, yeah, they, they definitely won that piece. Uh, like I said, it was a pretty solid show. The uh, Ethan Page Darby Allen main event was pretty solid. Um, you know, Britt Baker did her thing as far as her uh, interview was concerned, which was which has always been good uh, here, especially here lately. Uh, yeah, yeah, she so she did a good job with her promo. Uh, the Ricky, the Brian Cage, Ricky Starks match, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I got that 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 uh, that looked like a dusty finish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I because I pretty much enjoyed that. Uh, uh, and did, uh, we'll just see, have to see where that goes as far as what they do with Brian Cage and they, how long they're going to keep them going, him going up against Taz and Team Taz. You know, hope they, hopefully they prolong that too too much. Um, the, about the only person he's going to be able to wrestle is maybe Ricky again and and um, Powerhouse Hobbs. They're not really going to do anything. They're gonna, not they're not going to put him in there with Hook. I doubt it. I mean, if they do, it'll be just for just for a smash match, you know, because, yeah. you know, he's not quite ready yet. Uh, see if they even bring in another person 
for team Taz to replace him, which is yeah. a, which is, which makes room for somebody from the outside to come in. You know, not at all these ninety day non competes are over. You know, see who else comes in. If they wouldn't bring an RVD, why not? No, 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 no. He needs to. He needs to stay home with his weed business and his wife, you know, and all over, you know, all over social media. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've I've seen I've I myself have seen enough of RVD. Uh, he needs to he needs to just sit down and roll one and could have one continuous blunt rolled up, you know, the the the, the everlasting gobstopper of. We of of uh, blunts. Oh my gosh! And just and just and just you know be and be the Willy Wonka of weed. You know, let him let, let him and Snoop you know do their thing. Hot Piper, literally. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it was a solid show. I think it compete it competed pretty well with what happened with WWE Raw or SmackDown, even NXT. So, um, and they, like I said earlier, they definitely won the ratings war. So, yeah, I think, I think they, I think they did pretty well. We just have to see what happens this Wednesday with um, night two of Fighter Fest. Yeah, see how that goes. Now, for the uh, the NXT side of things, just to give you the uh, the lay of the land, we got the answer to uh, your question last week. What are they going to be doing with Ember Moon? Because she lost clean to Dakota Kai. Uh, and uh, the first match, and I was like, wow. So he just comes straight in. They showed the little Twitter, you know, great job, Tegan, y'all, and Shotzi. You know, I wish y'all the best. Do your thing, girls. And you lost a match. Like, wow. Okay. Uh, Bobby Fish is uh, back, so he's doing some stuff with uh, um, Tyler Rust. Uh, Mandy Rose uh, showed up. So that was part of that exchange. So, uh we had a Tegan go up and Amanda Rose come down to NXT. Uh, Dexter Loomis lost to uh, Santos Escobar. Aaliyah is, I guess, getting called up because she is no longer with the Robert Stone brand. Uh, so her and yeah, that's guess, a, that's actually the trade. Oh yeah, it's a it's a Leah okay. it's a Leah for Andy. it's a Leah for Mandy. Yeah, that was the actual trade. So uh, they uh, lost uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And then uh, Karrion Cross uh, not only retained his title uh, as he uh, went up uh, against Johnny Gargano, but he also choked out Samoa Joe. So uh, I'd say, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad show for the Great American Bash, but I think they were front heavy. A lot of the, the, the big match things happened last week. And then now we were just, uh, you know, left with, some uh, hour and a half worth of uh, filler just to get to the main event. Pretty so much. I agree. With, with uh, NXT this week, they should have balanced that out a little bit more over the course of the two nights. But yeah, I'd say uh, not just that, you know, we're trying to be AEW marks, but I'm really, uh, from my perspective, trying to see crowd-wise. AEW's had them longer, so we've seen uh, and experienced who's been made and who's who's been developed and who the crowd has gotten behind and who's been pushed organically and they've been rolling with that and they're great with that but now we finally got to see for the first half of wwe uh proper um what is going to be the lay of the land because everything now is driving towards SummerSlam. so 
We talked about it last week with Bailey Gons. Uh, Bianca Belair is a lock. I expect her to go all the way to SummerSlam um, unless they have somebody major uh, coming back. Um, she's not dropping that title at SummerSlam, so she could possibly lose it at Survivor Series and run a program to get it back by WrestleMania. Um, but other than that, you know, we do have the draft in play as well that'll be happening uh, late August, beginning of September. But um, Roman is a lock. Roman's not going anywhere. There's several rumored programs that are coming down the pike. Roman's not. Sorry, Edge. Uh, <laughs> that's just a, a prediction. That's not a spoiler. Uh, Roman is going to be maintaining that championship for quite some time uh, because, you know, the crowd was just even, I guess, out of the, the Thunderdome era, that is the one program, the, the one storyline that I think they got to work with and without the pipe in audio. Everything else, who cares? But the Roman one, I think uh, it stuck because the fans phew, fell right in line with that. I don't know. Yeah, if they, agree, they've but. already they've already pretty much got Roman set up for SummerSlam. They've already got Edge set up for SummerSlam. You know, uh, and they're already working on. They're already showing foreshadowing that. Uh, so, uh, but we'll just have to see what happens with SummerSlam. It's, a, it's still a little time to get that. Yeah. If I had still to book movement it, going around, if Edge is going to get, if they're going to knock his contractual obligations out back to back, then I would put uh, Edge and Roman at SummerSlam and Hell in itself. That that'd be uh, that'd be my call. Uh, uh, it's in Vegas, so you know. The question is, they're in a stadium, though. That would be the only X factor. But I know if anybody could pull it off and do a Hell in a Cell set up quickly. Well, actually, no, the stadium could hold it. I think that they would have the uh, uh, the mechanism to be able to, to lift it and drop it. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do a Hell in a Cell, though. If not, they will build it. I don't think they would do a Hell in a Cell. They may do a cage match, but I don't think they'll do a Hell in a Cell. That wouldn't be enough because, I mean, we're, we're, Edge is over here snapping off bars off of chairs like nothing. You saw Roman had issue with that. So you can't go from snapping off chairs to a steel cage. Like, oh, okay, it's, it's a steel cage. It's got to be hell in this. That way everything can come in. Or they, or, they, or, they, or they give Edge the advantage with make, false make, it, make it a TLC match. Possibly, yeah. I can see that too. That'd be uh, acceptable. And then uh, Edge has got to get some support at that point too. I don't know if that would be uh, after the draft, the Street Profits, or a precursor to draft Street Profits uh, would help out. Or that's well, no, he got he got the he got the Mysterios because they're going after the um, they're going after uh, Usos right now. So they're, they're in that they're in that series with the Usos. So it'll them. most likely be. You know, <laughs> I think they need somebody more high profile because when the, when the profits come out and live audience, <coughs> oh my, they need to be interjected into that scenario. No disrespect, Ray is good. Ray's pop was huge. Dominic, he's got to get there. But uh, you know, Ray well, is arguably Ray, one of the best Trons in the business right now. Yeah, Dominic, Dominic is going to get the rub off for of Daddy. So you know, he they, needs they, to get they, the rub. He needs to get the Ray's mask. pop is. Ray's pop is Dominic's pop. pop so, yeah. <laughs> but Dominic, 
I think he needs to have an issue or a scenario where, you know, he gets injured, but it's a facial injury and he doesn't want to show it. So he puts on the mask. There has to be something that has him put on the mask. He's got to do it. And I would like it to be before Ray retires instead of because you can work a whole storyline in the, the, the story in the soul of Lucha Libre and the mask and all that stuff. Don't do it after he's retired. He's not doing any more. And son, I'm giving you my mask. That'd be cool. But WWE will mess that up. You know what I think? I'm. I, you know what I think they'll do? Because I'm sure it's going to get to the point where Ray is going to okay. end up retiring. Oh, okay. They're going to have to break up the tag team at some point. And they're going to turn Dominique heel. And take him out. And he's gonna take the he's gonna take his daddy's mask. That's what I just said. I said they and would just mess reti- and just retire and just and retire and retire Ray. Yeah, and I I wouldn't want Ray to go out like that. I know that's well. Way. He I'm sure he would want to go out like that. If you're gonna if if you're gonna send me out in retirement, the, I, I would want it to be my son instead of anybody else. And the only reason he's and the only reason he's still wrestling right now is because of Dominic. So. You know why not give why not give Dominic that rub? And they can always make they can always make up. He can always be like, you know, a couple of years down the road. You know, I need a partner, but I don't need just a partner. I need my dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see that happening. But I'd say probably uh, that could be they want to pull the trigger on that WrestleMania. And then uh, that would put Ray into the Hall of Fame. So he would get the Hall of Fame uh, induction. And then that night, he would be retired. And he would go into the Legends contract and, you know, all oh, that. Oh, yeah, that would, have to be a, that would have to be like a big match on a big stage. Oh, yeah. You know, because they, 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 they would owe that to Ray. You know, especially being that he, he should have retired like two years ago. Yeah, and first ballot all day. So I mean, yes. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 pretty much automatic. And that does free him up after that, if he wanted to, to go do the Ring of Honors, the uh, the Impacts, uh, depending on how that uh, you know contractual thing is, he would have, and maybe a quick run through AEW <laughs> if he wanted to. So that way, Dominic could be you know doing his own thing, but. We'll have to see how that plays out. Right. So, speaking of uh, playing out and stuff, you've been uh, gazing over. They're about uh, two hours into Slammiversary, so now it's time for you to go ahead and uh, tell us what's going on and that's this Nubian's world. I guess you might as well start with Slammiversary. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start with Slammiversary. Um, again, like you said, it has been going on here since uh, about 8 o'clock. Uh, they're going. They're going on. They're getting ready to go on two hours. They've had. A, they had a pre-show where um, Fire and Flavor lost the uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championships to Rosemary and Havoc. Then uh, they went on into the show where they had the X, uh, the Ultimate X match to start the show off, where Josh Alexander wound up retaining his title. Um, he, he, it ended up being him and Chris Bay up on the. Um, Ultimate X um, strands fighting, and Chris Bay got knocked down, uh, and Josh Alexander retained the belt. Uh, you had Moose, who wound up losing to Chris Saban. 
W. Marcy wound up winning against uh, Eddie Edwards. You had Brian Myers, who was in a tag team match with uh, um, uh, what, what's her name? What's her first name? I can't remember her first name for some reason. Uh, Dashwood. Tenille. Tenille uh, Dashwood, yeah. I don't know why I lost her name right there. Uh, they, they were tag teaming against Matt Cardona and a mystery partner who ended up being his fiance, Chelsea Green. So Chelsea Green is now back in uh, Impact. Uh, nice. uh, she uh, has a broken arm. She came in with a broken arm and she was cleared to wrestle. So, um, you get cleared with a broken arm. I mean, she's got a cast on all the way up to her elbow. So, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it was a it was if if it was like a high high break up up toward her elbow or whatever, but um yeah she wound up wrestling with it and she looked pretty good with it so I mean it was it seemed to be all right so uh, they wound up winning their match um they had the four way match for the tag team titles with uh, the champions Violet by Design where um Joe Doring and and um. And uh, Diener were in the match uh, against the Good Brothers, uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack, and in, and T and uh, TJP. Well, for some reason, and the, the reason wasn't given, uh, wasn't able to make the pay per view. Um, but they they never said why. But uh, Fala Ba ended up having a mystery partner, which is why I was frowning earlier, uh -oh. and that. And that mystery partner ended up being pregnant. Pause. No way, Jose. <laughs> what is what is he called? Now, when I and when I, I don't, I didn't hear. Well, I have the volume down for the show, but um, oh I didn't God. hear what they called him. But he, he was wearing. He was wearing his gear, his No Way Jose gear, and they had the uh, little dance train gimmick going. So uh, I don't know. They, and they have been calling him No Way Jose leading up to it uh, the last couple of weeks because uh, in the la on the show in the last couple of weeks, they kind of been um, – uh, Scott Demore has been talking to different people and he'll say like you know uh, somebody will ask him a question and he'll answer it no way Jose you know he's like well are you serious about me having this match I mean aren't you gonna aren't you gonna change your mind about this match I mean this is this is ridiculous no way Jose and then he'll walk off and then Tommy Dreamer will be like um, just so you know we haven't signed him yet but uh, yeah good luck with your match um. you know. But um, apparently they have signed him, and uh, the Good Brothers ended up winning the titles back again. So the Good Brothers are now the Impact Tag Team Champions again. Again, uh, right clean? now, you know, they 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 had the titles at one point. So I'm saying was it clean? They lost them to and they've lost them to Finn Juice, but and it was clean. There was no interference or anything. I mean. Um, there was no inter outside interference. I'm sure, like I said, I'm not able, I'm gonna have to watch everything over again because I'm on the show and I can't really pay that much attention. But it seemed like it was a clean match to me. So, uh, from what I did get to look at, a little bit I did get to look at. So, uh, we'll have to, um, 
you have to go back and see for yourself uh, whether it was clean or not. Uh, right now, right now, you have Deanna Perazzo, who is defending the Knockouts Championship against her mystery opponent, who have, who just happens to be Thunder Rosa. Hmm. So Thunder Rosa is getting around now. You know, she's yeah. on NWA, she's on Impact, she's on AEW. She's, I mean, she's she's all over the place right now. She's, she's the biggest thing in wrestling right now. So uh, everybody wants a piece of Thunder Rosa. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, she ends up. Um, I'll put her in NXT. I'd have her go maybe, in maybe uh, I don't know. She's she's uh, making a lot of she's making a lot of money right now, and yeah, but she's she and I'm sure she and I'm pretty sure they're not gonna let her keep that persona. In, 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 in. They will. It's it's hers. Yeah, it's hers. Yeah, that's right. It's hers. <laughs> it's not theirs. I would take that, and you know, say, hey, if that's who you are, like you know, Matt Hardy. Is Matt Hardy, so uh, you know there's certain people that were able to leave. Yeah, but Matt, Matt Hardy's been Matt Hardy a long time, so I mean, she's been Thunder Rosa a long time. But if it's smart, that's why I said NXT Triple H would bring her in. Um, she would win, uh, beat Ra Raquel Gonzalez, and become NXT uh, champion. She'd still be Thunder Rosa, but she'd get that you know superstar treatment. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Hopefully, hopefully she won't go to WWE because I mean, right now she's making plenty of money. Yeah, but uh, she, independence. You know she can make more. She's making. That's just. Uh, yeah, she can make she can make more with WWE, but you know, just like a lot of guys, just like a lot of folks who are uh, not or choosing not to go to WWE. I mean, she's got her control over her character and her narrative. So you know she she and she can go anywhere she wants to and you know do what she needs to do and you know do how she wants to do she it. That, so she they call Triple H himself and says, "Hey, we need. I'd like to talk up at Stanford. Oh, you going? <laughs> no, no. Hey, we can always talk. You know, it's all we can always negotiate. You're gonna get your percentage of uh, the gear, and we're gonna we want to put you in NXT and put you in a program to become NXT World Champion." A women's world champion. Oh, and by the way, your starting salary is going to be whatever. Inject a number million. Okay, what day you want me to start? Because AEW hasn't used her to the best of their potential yet. So she's obviously not being AEW used that heavy, which is why she can travel. So uh, yeah. Well, she's probably got that. She's probably got that set up like that, so that she can do the traveling, make her maximum money she's not exclusive to anybody right so yeah it's fine i'm just saying i would like to see her go to nxt and you know get, get that big opportunity i don't think she's like oh wwe is gonna do me wrong you know i think she should run i think she should run her course in the indies she probably go a few more years in the indies and then maybe end up going to nxt toward you know not necessarily past her prime but you know they need to take her hot We'll well, she's gonna, she's gonna be she's gonna be hot for a while. I don't see her. I don't see her light dimming at any point, anytime soon. Now that they're touring again and they're <clears throat> revenue, uh, WWE is gonna be scooping up a lot of people. So just like you know, non-completes is gonna be rolling out to different places. Oh yeah, they're gonna be wanting to get their hands on people, especially considering that 
I know they're going to be watching close uh, the NWA with Mickey James hosting this uh, pay-per-view. That's basically free scouting for them. Yeah, and I'm going to be getting to that here in a minute. So um, getting back to ending up on Impact, uh, the lads, the, the, they've gone through pretty much their whole card. The only match that they have left is the Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan um, world title match, and that has now become a no disqualification match. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we know how Omega is with those types of matches. So um, we'll 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 have we'll just have to see where that goes. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of expecting Callahan to win this match. Right. In the but um, but we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. <clears throat> now going on to Ring of Honor, uh, they had their Best in the World pay per view back on the twelfth last Sunday, where you had Ray Orus defeating Demonic um, Flamita, which is um, dealing with the um, breakup of their group, the Mexa Squad. So uh, they've been dealing with that, um, and Ray Orus got the Duke on that. Um, Matt Taven came out for his Moment of Taven episode, which is kind of like his talk show type deal that they have on the show every now and again. And he called out Vincent, which is his uh, main competition, a former member of the, the kingdom, the group that he has. Um, he called him out and said, look, I, I'm tired of dealing with you. You know, um, we need to go ahead and settle this once and for all. I want to have one more match with you and win, lose, or draw. However it turns out, I'll leave Ring of Honor if you give me this match. Uh -oh. and, Vincent, and Vincent was like, well, what fun would that be if you leave? I mean, you know, that's kind of like Joker killing the bat, killing Batman. What is that? So uh, he's like, no, I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll have a cage match. And not only will we have a cage match, but you're going to put up your title shot that you wanted that tournament earlier in the year. So he said, well, if this is what if this is what needs to happen to um, to end this feud between us, because I'm tired of dealing with it. Uh, OK, so Deanna Perazzo just pinned Thunder Rosa. That was quick. <laughs> But I was expecting her to win because she, she still has that contractual obligation for Triple A to defend that belt at uh, Triple Mania. So I was expecting her to win that match. And being that Thunder Rosa is like a Mexican wrestler, you know, that kind of ties in and kind of lets them segue into that at some point. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. And um, hold on. Somebody just... Somebody just came up out the blue. Uh-oh. And we have another alumnus of Impact Wrestling. Oh, goodness. Who is it? We are now in the midst of hardcore country. What? Mickey James is back in Impact. What? Wrestling? Wrestling, yes. She is she's gonna be wrestling, apparently. You know, she is going to be making her um NWA debut at the 73rd anniversary show in August for NWA. 
uh, the night after her um, pay-per-view impact and power. So yeah, she uh, looks like she uh, looks like she's back in, and they did, and she was one of the ones they were kind of teasing. So yeah, so uh, yeah, she's going, she's up in the face of Perazu. So we'll we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, but uh, going back to Ring of Honor. Uh, like I said, Taven and Vincent will at some point be having a steel cage match for Taven's title shot that he won in a tournament recently. Uh, so um, and that'll be at Glory by Honor night two, uh, which I'll go into a little bit later. Um, PCO and Danhausen uh, defeated the uh, Bouncers. Uh, the Briscoes, are, who are now back together again after their little uh, dispute. Um, had beat uh, PJ Black and Brian Johnson. We'll EC3 defeated Flip Gordon. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll put them back together because I thought that was never going to happen again. Well, what, oh, well, okay. So I don't know if I don't know if I brought this up or, uh, but um, on on Ring of Honor Television last uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was the week. It was the Ring of Honor Television before this pay per view. So it was two shows ago. Uh, they uh, they were they were going through their little thing where they said that they didn't want to be tag teams and they didn't want to be a tag team anymore. They were having their little issues and whatnot, brotherly spat or whatever. And so their daddy came up to them and was like, "Look, y'all need to get y'all the best tag team in the world. Y'all need to get yourselves together. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a fight on the farm." And so they actually had a fight on their family chicken ranch. Oh my goodness. Which actually, I mean, and okay, so there's some who could consider it a cinematic match because it was on the family farm, <clears throat> but it was done pretty much the way that it should be done. There were two handheld cameras. They started out in, in this little garage where they had a ring set up, which is pretty much where they have their they have a ring, and that's where they have they, they, they've had that ring. Since they were little, you know, that's the ring that they, you know, the ring, the ropes were loose. They had tires up under the ring, you know, it was in the shed where they got all the tools and the lawnmower and all that, all this stuff. So, I mean, it was like legit. It was like, you know, it was a shoot type thing, you know, because right. this is their actual farm where they, they own this farm. They work this farm, you know, this is their thing. So, I mean, they had some nice thing. The only part of it that I didn't like. Uh, that was kind of that was kind of hokey. Was they wound up going on top of their um, RV? They have they have this RV that they travel in that they travel in when they're doing short trips um, right. on on their tours or whatnot on their on their uh, on their loops. And they went on top and they did some work on top of that. And Jay ended up pushing Mark off of the RV onto the ground. But it was a bunch of boxes set up uh, with like a black tarp over it. And he landed on the boxes, even though it wasn't like a Jericho type thing where it was like a bunch of cardboard on top of it and it kind of it came loose and exposed the pad or whatever. The right. tarp never came off. You never saw the boxes. You could tell it were boxes because of the way he landed. And you kind of see the corners of the boxes. But you know, it was a little hokey, but it, it, that was about the worst thing. It was great. It was it was wonderful. It was well done with the two handheld cameras. You know they could move around, and it was more 
realistic match, the camera set up and the aerials and all that crap like they do with a cinematic match. But okay. you know, yeah, it was it was it was really good. Um, they have a um, they have it on YouTube where they just have the match. So if anybody wants to look that match up and just check it out, it's like maybe a twenty. It's less than twenty minute match. So I mean, but I would suggest you go check it out and watch it because it was very good. And it's the way, like I said, it's the way a match like that should have been done. So um, I definitely suggest you check that out. But um, they wound up winning their match against PJ Black and Brian Johnson. EC3 had a match against Flip Gordon where he wound up winning. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions defended their uh, six-man tag team titles against um, Castle, uh, Dalton Castle, Eli Isom, and Dak Draper, which they wound Shane Taylor Promotions ended up retaining. Brody King wound up getting a win over Jay Lethal. Um, you had you had a Jonathan Gresham who ended up uh, winning or defending and retaining his uh, pure title against Mike Bennett. Now, um, now what ended up happening was after the match, the next match was supposed to be the, for the World Team Championships in a street fight. Uh, uh, Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams of the Foundation going up against um, Chris Dickinson and Homicide from Violence Unlimited. But Tracy Williams had earlier in the week gotten into a car accident, a shoot accident, and wound up getting hurt. And because of uh, the strict Maryland Athletic Association um, medical rules, it was wound up... um, deemed unfit to perform so um and with jay lethal being pretty much jacked up from the brody king match because he wound up taking three gonzo bombs to end the match so um uh rhett titus came to g gresham and was like i need you so he was like okay come on let's go so um Gresham ended up taking the pin and Foundation lost the tag titles to um, Homicide and Chris Dickinson, who are your new champions. And then um, in, a, in the surprise of the night, uh, the uh, Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, Roosh, ended up losing to Bandito, who is now your new Ring of Honor World Champion. And really? he wound up getting jumped after the, ma- after the match was over. Uh, had his mask pretty much ri- almost ripped off. So, um, but, um, but yeah, he wound up winning, winning, and he has a um, title defense, his first title defense coming up at Glory by Honor night one uh, against Flip Gordon, who wound up winning a, a, a tournament for his title shot uh, earlier in the year. So um, that that'll be happening, uh, Glory by Honor will be um, held on August the 20th and the 21st in at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Um, now, there was during this time um, an interview that was done about the um, women's tag, the women's uh, title tournament. They did release brackets. They got the full bracket. Um, <clears throat> I haven't heard whether... Um, 
they filled the the 16th spot. I haven't heard that yet. I don't think the match has happened between um, Mandy Leon and Quinn McKay as of yet, but I'll let you know about that. But the brackets have been made. Um, the winner of that match will go up against Angelina Love, who got the first round bye. Um, right. uh, so um, so they'll be going up against Angelina Love as, uh, uh, once that match uh, takes place and they fill that bracket, fill that spot. <clears throat> now, during that introduction, they showed the, the new Women's World Championship belt, which was the same belt that uh, Sumi Sakai get, wound up giving up when they kind of uh, shut down the women's division, uh, right. women's title. Uh, so um, it's the same belt. They just, and it hasn't been seen in a while, so they made it seem like it was a new belt. But there was someone who came out who was going to be a new signee for Ring of Honor. Uh-oh. And that person is... Drum roll. Take a sip. Chelsea Green! <laughs> what? Who said that she was supposed to be wrestling that night, but of course she had the broken arm and the Maryland Athletic Commission didn't clear her, but she will be, she, and she won't be involved in the tag tournament, in the, in the title tournament, but she will be uh, joining the women's division uh, once uh, the title uh, tournament is over. So uh, she will be uh, joining Ring of Honor as well as in, in Impact Wrestling. Um, so uh, we can, you can anticipate her being involved at some point. <clears throat> now, like I said, Glory by Honor, August 20th to 21st. Then on, in, on September the 2nd, they will be making their first return to Lakeland, Florida for Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they said it's the first time in four years they would have been back in Lakeland, so that's one of their main spots. So uh, they like going they like going to Lakeland. So um, now going into the NWA, uh, there was a press conference about the um, events going the four day events that are going on in St. Louis for uh, NWA, which is going to be involving the NWA Empower pay-per-view and the 73rd anniversary pay-per-view. Mickey James did. uh, They're now calling it the um, NWA Women's Invitational. They said that the winner of this Invitational tournament or Battle Royal or whatever it's going to be is going to the winner of that that will be going to the next night where... um, they will be facing Camille for the NWA Women's World Championship. They did announce the first uh, wrestler in, which is a young lady by the name of Tootie Lynn. Okay. Now, Tootie Lynn has been in wrestling. She's 26 years old. She's been in wrestling maybe two, three years. Uh, she was trained by Michael Elgin and um, Davy Richards. She also goes by the little blue dragon, Shishin. So when she's wearing a mask, she's kind of like a Japanese uh, type, um, luchador type under a mask. Uh, but she uh, does wrestle without the mask as well. Um, uh, she, um, <clears throat> she does have a karate, black belt in karate. So she does have a karate background. 
And she just like recently had a match. Um, I'm not sure about uh, the organization or what the what this uh, is affiliated with. I tried to look it up, but there was not a lot of information about it. But it's uh, the BACW Grudges, which they have showed, which they have matches that are on YouTube that uh, they have like 12 different episodes right now. And the 12th yeah. episode was her in a um, 30 minute Iron Woman match against Trish Adora. Now, they were building this and they're building this up as the first match involving two African-American women, which I can kind of see that. So they were really building this up on YouTube and, you know, trying to make this a big thing. Um, Trisha Adora ended up winning the match and uh, I figured that she would. Um, they had a very good match. You could tell that Trisha, uh, you could tell that uh, Tootie Lynn, and I only watched it before Tootie Lynn because I hadn't heard anything about her up until right. this point. Um, <clears throat> she does have a lot of Japanese influence, uh, a lot of strong style, a lot of submission uh, influence, you know, especially with uh, being trained by Davy Richards. Um, so she's got a lot of uh, Japanese style to Japanese strong style. And um, uh, there wasn't a lot of off the top rope stuff. Um, uh, there was, but there was a lot of mat wrestling. Uh, she did look very good. She wound up tapping out to a calf mutilation with two seconds left. Uh, uh, so that was the only uh, actual pin or submission in the whole match. Uh, and again, she did lose to Trisha Dora, who is the Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Champion. Now, this is a championship that was created um, for, um, it, for uh African for the African American um, wrestling fan, um, the guy a guy that's a promoter by the name of eight. He calls himself AJ. He only said he only calls himself AJ. Put this together. It's kind of like an outlaw belt. Okay. Uh, inter intergender, intergender um, open weight. Um, uh, there's only been one champion, and that's been Trisha. And she's been held this belt for at least two years now that I'm aware of. Um, it is an outlaw belt, kind of like the FTW belt. Uh, but the only the only uh, organization that I know of that recognizes it is um, GCW, which is run by Joey Janela. Right. They, because in in um, paper in shows that I've seen, uh, they usually have like an all black. Um, yeah, we usually have all black shows where Trisha is a part of it, and she does defend this title during those shows. So um, it is a title that is being defended in a lot of places, and I, like I said, men and women. So um, yeah, if you want to look, if you want, there is a little information on uh, Google about it. If you want to follow up on that, to, uh, find out more about that belt. It is a very nice looking belt, you know. And um, if you want to check it out, so okay. you can go ahead and look that up. Um, <clears throat> uh, now. During the press conference that I was talking about earlier, they did, uh, Mickey James did mention that there were some people that she wanted to um, bring in as like producers or agents that she's been talking to. And she did name a few, uh, like Lufisto, um, who she's trying to bring in, even though she's got some uh, visa issues that she's dealing with. 
She's been in talks with Gail Kim, Medusa, and Jazz as being part of the uh, paper of this uh, pay per view. So um, to have them in the back, you know, their knowledge and whatnot, especially Lefisto, uh, would be very de- very um, um, beneficial to this pay per view and what they're trying to do with it. Right. Uh, again, the winner of the uh, Invitational will face Cam- uh, Camille for the Women's Championship at NWA uh, 73. And they also announced that they will be bringing back the NWA Women's Tag Team titles. So um, so you'll be looking for uh, now that, and they will crown a winner during the Empower pay-per-view. Okay. So we're not sure what that, who the tag teams are going to be or how they're going to work that out. But uh, once I find out, uh, we will go over that. <clears throat> now, to end up, as I usually do, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Tetsuya Naito and uh, Sonata had a match for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships against the champions, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, of which they won. So, um, so and um, here you go. <clears throat> so... Los Ingubernables de Japón now has the tag team titles and the world title within their uh, organization. Uh, they uh, they are having shows uh, for their uh, summer struggle tour that'll that'll lead up to the 25th, where they will be having the wrestling Grand Slam at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, They've already uh, got some matches put together for that where uh, uh, Toro Yanu will be putting together a contenders match uh, for his um, KOPW 21 t- uh, provisional title. Um, the, like I said, like I've told in the past, this is a title where it is all um, gimmick matches or uh, conditional matches. So mm-hmm. Right now, it's still going to be announced what the match is, but they're already saying that it will involve either blindfolds or handcuffs, whatever the match is going to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be a one-on-one or if it's going to be a multi-man match, but like I said, they will announce that at some point. Now, Rocky Romero and uh, Taguchi, who is uh, who are calling themselves the uh, mega coaches, Right. Are, uh, and go, are going to be going up against Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo for the junior heavyweight, for the junior tag titles. Uh, Robbie Eagles, who is a part of the uh, Chaos Faction, will be coming back to New Japan uh, to face <clears throat> El Desperado for the junior heavyweight championship. Jeff Cobb will be going up against Kazuchika Okada in a grudge match. Uh, Sonata and Naito will be defending their belts against uh, in a rematch against Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. for the tag titles. And Kota Ibushi, who's been going through some issues recently with uh, COVID. Uh, he had a shot uh, recently. Uh, I guess it may have been his second shot uh, where he uh, had a temperature spike. Okay. And because of the uh, COVID guidelines in New Japan, because of that temperature spike, he was made unfit to wrestle, so he hasn't been on the last three or four shows uh, because of this. So um, they're um, going to, but they, he should be good or through his at least full quarantine by the time the 25th comes around. So he will be uh, facing 
Um, Shingo Takagi for the World Heavyweight Championship. So um, that's it for me. Um, okay. Anything that you want to ask or anything, uh, anybody uh, have any questions? No. I mean, you know, we <clears throat> kind of answered my questions as we were going through. Oh, uh, I guess you go ahead. You said uh, as a callback on who could be interjected uh, or possibly show up uh, in WWE. Oh, uh, yes. I have I have read on a few different or seen videos on YouTube from a few different places. Uh, one of them being Dave Meltzer that Becky Lynch is supposed to be scheduled to come back on July the 23rd. So if I'm not mistaken, 23rd is what? That's That'll be SmackDown? Uh, uh, yep, that'll be SmackDown in Cleveland, which uh, that's at the Rocket Mortgage Arena. Uh, seats about 20,000. That would put her uh, one, two, three, four, 17 events before SummerSlam. And that's how so that AKA Super Shows. And uh, Raw and SmackDowns, because I'm quite sure her returning, I would hope, would be a cross-brand situation. Like, she should be the man running back and forth between those two shows. Yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably, make, so, they'll probably make her go, have her go back and forth to kind of make it, you know, yeah. wonder where she's going to land. Right. You know, especially, so, since, you know. especially since there's nobody really in contention after this next pay-per-view for either belt. So um, kind of put her, you know, kind of put her in a money in the bank type situation where, you know, she kind of got her choices of who she wants to deal with. Yeah. And also that that helps her. She can, you know, get her ring rust out. I would have her go to NXT as well. I would have her, you know, uh, uh, taking matches, doing whatever just to get back into it. But again, I would prefer her to be a mystery uh, entrant into the Royal Rumble. And I was saying earlier, since, you know, we're giving out stuff like this, uh, uh, it's already been put out there that uh, John Cena is supposed to be going up against Roman, Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. And they're going to put Seth Rollins and Edge together for SummerSlam. Of which is also allegedly on the, the comeback. And anytime you see photos show up for Brock Lesnar, that's normally a precursor. Even though yeah, they're, they're already talking about his new look and everything, you know, him looking like Alex Hammerstone, <laughs> which he does. They, he looks, for uh, anybody who doesn't know who Alex Hammerstone is, he's the national open weight champion in MLW. And, with, uh, and he has the uh, blonde hair, slick back, tied back, ponytail uh, yeah. with the blonde goatee and whatnot. And that's how um, Brock is looking right now. So I don't know if he's going to come back that way, you know, but um, but it'll be interesting to see Brock come back look, with that look, you know, because it, it, it'll be interesting to see that him come, come, coming back with that look because he hasn't he hasn't come in with that look before. He's usually I think he I think he had a uh, I think he had a goatee at one time. Yeah. Like when he came back, like his second or third time, something like that. But um, 
I don't think it lasted too long, but no, no, they, they ended up they ended up cutting it. That was just mm-hmm. you know, timing, and probably couldn't get uh, the barber to do what they needed to do. But yeah, like so, anytime you start seeing pictures of Brock, that, that that normally says that it's eminent that at some point we'll start seeing him again. Because um, I know Vince has has already put out the word, I'm ready to cut these checks. And there's some people, even if it's one night or a six month run or rematches, there's some people you need to bring in before WrestleMania, so that way you can get everything you need to do. And one of those people is The Rock. So even though you know he'll need the money, but <laughs> nah, already know he wasn't going to perform. Uh, he'll probably he'll probably come in. To, he'll probably yeah. come in to announce his presidential candidacy. candidacy. Yeah, hey. He wants to be president now, so. I'm just leaving a pregnant pause there so everybody can just think about what it would be like doing a press conference with the Rock, <laughs> with the White House press corps. Like, and what do you think about it? Does it? You know, you know he's got to do it. <laughs> you know he has to do it one time. They'll probably roast him all day long, but he's got to do it one time. People's eyebrow one time. You know, he. You just have to. I'm sorry. You just have to. But uh, speaking of have-tos and all these uh, potential comebacks, here's a question uh, that I want to pose to you, uh, as well as KG, but he's out somewhere. He falls or I don't know what he does. Man. He probably just got caught up uh, in customs trying to smuggle stuff in for Jordan Grace, but that's a whole other scenario. But uh, one of our fellow listeners, the Midnight Rider, uh, posed a question earlier this week on uh, Twitter to us in reference to Keith Lee and asking if uh, we think Keith Lee would have the same uh, impact and pop and, and stuff when he comes back. But I also wanted to put it out there, not just to Keith Lee, but to uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Uh, when they come back, do you think they lost anything? Or do you think they're going to come back with the same level of, of energy and, and the pop at the entrance? Which, actually, if we take the pop of the entrance out, because that's going to happen. Period. We know that's a given. But just just that, I guess, Bianca Belair level of match interaction and, and fans going the entire time uh, through that first match or first couple matches, do you think they're still at that level? Or is there going to have to be some proving and 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 tuning and and buttering up and and creative storytelling to get them back to the luster of where they were. Well, as I've said on a few occasions during being on this show, uh, to quote the great Jim Cornette, "How can you miss me if I'm never go away?" Um, they all three of them will be welcomed back with open arms. I'm sure, especially Becky. Being the way that she wound, she let being the way that she left, uh, and the reason she left, uh, Sasha, uh, yeah, I mean, she's starting to make her appearances now, being that she was on the ESPYs just the other night with Bianca Belair winning the WWE Moment of the Year. Uh, okay, and um, then uh, with but the one that would probably have to go through the most of the three would be Keith Lee, being that. You know, he's been kind of brushed under the rug and kind of, you know, his, they've been talking down about him, saying that, you know, he's not good in the ring or he needs work. He needs, he needs to have work or he needs to 
they need to tweak his character or whatever the case may be. They've really been down on him. So he's probably the one out of the three who will need to actually put in the most work in trying to get back in the graces of the uh, fans. But I don't think it'll take that much because, I mean, Keith Lee went out on a high and everybody was like, you know, what's the what's the problem? You know, what's going on? Why did why did you do that? So yeah. I don't think any of them will have a real problem coming back. But um, but like I said, it'll probably be uh, of the three. It'll probably be Keith Lee who will probably have the um, onus on him to kind of bring himself back into the minds of uh, the wrestlers of the wrestler fans. Well, if they give him his old theme song back, that's all he needs. They could do that. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of you got a lot of wrestlers right now who are trying to get their music changed. Well, no, um, Drew McIntyre being one of them, he wants to go back to the Broken Dreams theme song that he used to have. He does, he says that's, the, um, that's what put him over. He needs to keep what he's got. But I got a good listen since my speakers and stuff was so high. Next time Roman comes out, his new theme song has hints of the rock in it. It's kind of rock-esque. It's not a Jim Johnson uh, special. But uh, if you listen to it, you can kind of hear that in there. So I was like, I that's still, interesting. I still hate that damn song, I, man. I'm not a fan of it because it, it sounds like it sounds, you know what, it, you know why I don't like it? That harp, I don't know if it's a harpsichord or whatever, whatever. That thing, it sounds like Schroeder from the Peanuts is playing it. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you know, it sounds like a kid is playing that on this little play, toy piano. You know, I don't like that. I mean, it's not something. It's not hard enough. For him, for a heel to come out to. I mean, that sounds like something that, like a tweener would come out to. They timed him well for SmackDown. So all of his spots were timed on with the music. So I did think at this juncture, it it flowed well. But, but as I was listening to him, I was like, I can hear that, that rock mixed in. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if Dwayne says, oh, and that, that music that you got, I kind of hear my theme in that. So uh, were you just trying to call me back? Is that why you switched to that? You know, if you wanted to play that up, but, uh, but then they do that with a lot of people's music because I mean, I Bailey's music is definitely evolution. Oh yeah, all day. So uh, I guess it's time for us to get into the real reason for the season, the most important part of the night, and that is the ever popular picks. So tomorrow's Money in the Bank. And it uh, looks like the newbie and Sumo and I are going to be going head-to-head, one-on-one for your Nintendo um, to figure out who is going to be the man as we lead into uh, this pay-per-view season and the latter half of this year. So, so, so wait, before we get into that, who is, who's actually got the belt right now? Because I don't remember. It's been a while since we did picks. It's me. And what was the last pay-per-view we did? Was it WrestleMania? Yeah, because uh, I had edged out uh, KG by two, thanks to, I won night one, night two, uh, we all broke even. So uh, the two matches that I had on night one put me over. 
Oh, okay. That was the only reason. So trust me, I was night two. I was like, oh my god, I'm not getting any traction tonight. But uh, it was just what uh, uh, what I picked for night one because you went against the grain a couple times. That took you out from being in a tie with me. And then a KG was just, you know, he just, I don't know what he was picking. <laughs> that's, that's how that played out. So uh, I technically have it at the moment. We have to figure out something, uh, maybe like a cardboard belt or something that we can uh, pass around. I don't know. Or maybe never pass because I'll have it all the time. Yeah, because since, well, no, we only need it. We only need a, we only need a cardboard belt for uh, KG since he's the only one that doesn't have one. You can't, you probably can't get that cardboard either. We're like, you can't have that cardboard. <laughs> He just pull out a belt in his uh, closet, maybe make a cardboard uh, front piece, <laughs> slide it on, for work. slide it on, slide yeah. it on, and slide it off. You know, whatever uh-huh. he needs to go, put it on for work. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted them dissolving belts, you know, like you put it on, and when she comes, put some water on it. There you go. <laughs> All right, so our first match of the night is actually going to be the pre-show match. We talked about them already, uh, but the Usos versus Mysterios. For the SmackDown tag, uh, I am putting my money at this moment on the Usos, uh, um, just because uh, I, I think that belt needs to go away for the moment for the Mysterios because they're not really doing anything with them. Uh, so I expect that title to change. What you got? I feel the same way. Now we say that the next thing you know, they beat them clean. The Mysterios beat them clean. You're like, really? But uh, right. We'll see how that plays out. Right. So we're going to jump right into the deep water now for the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Who you got? I'm going to go with Charlotte. Yeah. I'm going to go with Charlotte. I got a feeling they're going to put the belt on Charlotte and kind of let Rhea kind of try to go after the belt and try to get it back. And then, then shot. Then that puts um, if when Bailey comes back, you know, or not Bailey, but um, Becky comes back, that puts them in a position for that, you know, potentially, yeah, yeah, for that for that match, you know, give her give her somebody, give Becky somebody that she's comfortable with, because I don't think, because I don't think Becky's been against Rhea, so uh, she might not be comfortable in wrestling with her coming back from this long yeah. time off. She's got to. She's got to prove that she is the man, quote unquote. Still, because that's a big weight to come back to, and just pick back up. The only person that can do that is Ric Flair. And the only but do reason- you really think that she's gonna come back with the man gimmick? I don't you think have she's to. gonna. She, I don't think she's gonna come back with the man you gimmick. She can't come I mean, back. She, as, oh, I'm just Becky Lynch. She has to come back. With the that's like Stone Cold coming back and he's not Stone Cold. I mean, anymore. she can have the same attitude and everything, but not necessarily call herself the man. He's got to. I'm man enough to whip all y'all and still have a baby. I'm more man than anybody else. In, I mean, she has to. And then if they want to really establish her, she needs to beat Charlotte. So I, I agree with you on Charlotte winning. And then she also needs to beat uh, Bianca. And have both belts again. Now she'll lose them down the road um, through a money in the bank cash in and stuff like that, because obviously that's the pay per view we're talking about uh, right now. So that there'll be a cash in that that's just going to catch her at the right time, and then that'll settle her into either USA or Fox, uh, depending on who's going to uh, kick out the most money to have her. 
But uh, yeah, she needs to come in and be the man and do everything that she did because you can't go back from that. You can't. That's like Goldberg going back and then he decides he wants to have a technical catches catch can match. <laughs> You're Goldberg. You're, don't yeah. hey don't don't no, no, don't 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 say that name too many times because you know he, they already talking about him coming back at some point and he does have like two more matches on track yeah. so I mean you know they he need they need to, I, just just to get that. I think that's the maybe off the top of my head the best analogy of you know your your true gimmick or, or your your persona that you have that's larger than life versus just coming back and that's not what you're at uh, you just have to be that. Based off of how you're built up, uh, and the, the I mean, it's just it just has to be. So here's one that uh, maybe a little interesting. It could go either way. This is for the Raw Tag Team Championship, and that's AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Um, the big question is, is it time for them to drop the belts because Omos is not going to be involved in the title change. He's not taking the pin, obviously. So he'll have to be outside for whatever reason. But somebody's got to lose the championship. Oh, I am going to go with. I'm going to live life on the edge. I'm going to go with the Viking Raiders. I just think something's going to happen. And then that may be the breakup of AJ and Omos, and that sets Omos free. Maybe for them well, to have a match. And that also frees up AJ to have his program with Edge. True. Um, I agree with you. But because we are in a stalemate at this point, I'm going to go with AJ and Omos because I got a feeling that they're going to keep that belt on them a little while longer. And give it to, and give it to somebody else, or let Viking Raiders win it a little further down the road. Yeah, maybe it's some maybe a SummerSlam or something. I'm not really interested in the match. It's just that if there was going to be a major title change, looking at what's coming up, uh, championship wise, I don't foresee there being any other belts changing. But Rhea, and this would be the only other opportunity. Other than that, yeah, you know, it's not really happening. And hopefully we get a cash in tomorrow night as well. When it get cash in, and so speaking of cash in, and here's the men's money in the bank uh, participants, and then we'll see who you're feeling. Uh, Kevin Owens, we talked about him already. Drew McIntyre, uh, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Big E, Seth Rollins, and the new king Shinsuke Nakamura. So. Out of KO, Drew, Riddle, Ricochet, Morrison, uh, Big E, Seth, and Nakamura. What do you think is going to uh, reach up and grab that brass ring, a.k.a. briefcase? And this is a tough because you It is a tough one. Or you could be like, uh, okay. And I know they better not give it to Drew. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm not picking Drew. <laughs> I'll save you that right now. I'm not picking Drew. Well, I am picking Drew. Oh, God. I am picking Drew. And the only reason I'm picking Drew is because I, I, he's I, the only reason I'm picking Drew is because A, 
he's got that thing again with uh, Bobby Lashley, and he can't win the belt. And if he if they if they decide to take the belt off of him, they've got a year to put him back to put to, to have him use it against whoever he uh go if he's in a like if they end up doing the Brock Lesnar Lashley match, I see him cashing in on that. Kind of like a uh, Seth Rollins type thing. So, yeah, I see that happening. I see that. They'll they'll let him him win. They'll let him hold on to it for as long as they need to. And he'll he'll cash it in at some point when either Lashley is going to be in real big trouble or after he ends up losing it at some point. I think somebody's going to get injured and they're just going to interject John Cena into the match. <laughs> John will challenge Roman. Um, but uh, I don't want that to happen. But if I think they I don't like, either, but I mean, I don't I either, but you know, I I can't think of anybody else that, I mean, that, that I could, I could, out, of that, out of that whole group, I can't think of anybody else that would need the money in the bank briefcase. Well, I think Big E needs the Money in the Bank briefcase. So I don't think he needs it. I mean, he's entitled contention. I mean, he he needs something other than the IC. And I think him having that belt that frees him up to do a little bit more, makes him more entertaining on the road. Oh, I'm sorry, with, with the briefcase, so he can jazz up the briefcase. If he wants to put pancakes in it, he can throw pancakes in it when him and a new day. All together, he could open it up and just start throwing pancakes out. Well, I, I don't know if they could do that with COVID, but something, or I don't know, confetti, French fries, whatever he wants to just have in the uh, Burger King thing. I think he's got a little funny thing going on with Britt Baker about that. So, you know, he could just throw stuff out the briefcase all day. You know, not go to the Otis level of ham and all that, but you know how the new day is. So, he would, I want to really, in my heart, I really want them to give it to Ricochet. But he's not there yet, unfortunately, to go up against a Bobby Lashley or somebody of that major level and be cash-in win, and then you're like, okay. Because I can see him dropping a Finn Balor immediately. You know, that type of thing after the draft or something. But Big E... But then that's what the Money in the Bank briefcase is for, to build up somebody like that, given that opportunity. That's what it was created for. Nakamura, he's the king. Matt Riddle is going to be in a program with Randy Orton. Uh, John Morrison is just living his best life. KO, been there, done that. So yeah, Big E is the only one I would say would make sense. That the fans would mark out for. And then you could do a lot with uh, production and storyline-wise. So speaking of uh, production and storyline-wise... Uh, I got, I guess, first pick on this one for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi. Easy. I'm quite sure you'll agree without question. Lashley's walking out. I do agree. So right now we've only got we've got two matches that uh, we'll see what happens. That can make a break. Uh, you got the first pick on the other Money in the Bank, which is the women's. And that is uh, your choice between Zelina Vega, Oscar, Naomi, uh, who's a hometown girl since uh, she'll be in Texas, uh, Nikki Cross, or Nikki Ash, whatever you want to call her, uh, Alexa Bliss, 
um, Liv Morgan, and I don't understand why there's a tag team in there, but Natalia and Tamina, which I guess I don't understand why they put them in there either. I mean, they had to remove them because <laughs> they're not. Because I mean, because I mean, it's Tamina, it's Tamina that was, that was actually thrown in, right? Oh no, they're they already in team match that they won, and the winner of that match was in. So they oh, okay. as a tag team because I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why are the tag teams and money in the bank? But again, because there was still one, there was still one spot open. That's and I'm okay. So, but okay, but I but they were saying that with the one spot that was still open, that um, it was a possibility that Sonya Deville was going to jump in. Well, yeah, but that's when they pulled out Carmella and then the, the Nadia Tamina thing covered the other two. So that just uh, washed it out right there. So it just, it just filled in with a perfect number. Oh, my God. Oh, Slammiversary update. What is it? Slammiversary update, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny Omega has retained the Impact World Heavyweight Championship against Sammy Callahan. And we, just, and we just got another new addition to the Impact roster, which I think I'm liking. Oh, God, who is it? <laughs> the Bullet Club has officially entered for real Impact. Who they got? Switchblade Jay White, the never open weight champion who has who has come to the United States and has been wrestling in uh, New Japan Strong recently. Has been uh, has a, tie, a few title defenses that he's going to be having here soon uh, for, on New Japan Strong and some other and some other shows. He he is now entering the ring. <laughs> With the elite in the ring celebrating, and now we're going to see if they're going if he's going to recognize the elite and throw up the two sweet because they because they're looking at him now. They're all in the ring together. They're kind of separated. They're talking to him. Okay, Gallo, Gallows and Anderson just threw up the two sweet. Now, just to give you some context, New Japan Bullet Club is not recognizing any of these guys as Bullet Club, saying that they left and they went to they went to go get their money and everything, and they just left New Japan lie and dry and everything. So they don't really recognize these guys as bullet as Bullet Club OGs. You know, they just they just whatever, you know. And so now it's just went off. It went off without any reaction. So good way to play. Good way to play. So yeah. So they so yeah, this is gonna be good. Jay White, the Bullet Club is now officially in impact for the for, for pretty much for the first time. Because even though the Young Bucks have been in, they haven't they weren't Bullet Club at that time. It was still they were they uh they came in at some point once a couple of times as elite. Um, <clears throat> you know, whenever and they were, and it was before they became they went to Japan. They were Generation Me, uh, in um, you know, in, in Impact, right, right after TNA turned into Impact. So, um, Bullet Club has never really had a presence 
within um, impact. So this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good. Bullet clubbed out gear wise as well. As far as what now? Was he bullet club geared out as well? He had on one of his bullet club. He had on his king one of his king switch um, bullet club shirts. Okay. And he brought the never open weight championship with him. So mm. being that they have that relationship, they are recognizing the never championship apparently. So yeah, that's this is gonna be this is gonna be good. This well, is gonna be good. Gonna be good. Next week needs to start with that. Your segment <laughs> needs to start with that next week. Get the update on uh, on Impact to see how that plays out. So that's a good way to end Slammiversary for that basically uh, WrestleMania of uh, of uh, their you know production year. So going back to your pick though, because you got a hard one. Uh, women's uh, Money in the Bank: Zelina Vega, Oscar, Naomi, Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, uh, if you want to consider a Maddie and Tamina. Yep. You're welcome. Only because of the way they're pushing her right now, I'm going to say uh, Nikki Ash. Really? Yes. Like I, I said, like I said, this is, this is the reason the Money in the Bank briefcase was created, to give a push to somebody that actually needs it. And being that they've been pushing her, they've been giving her these wins and whatnot all, all over the place, and the way that they're working her right now, I got a feeling they're going to keep this going and give her the Money in the Bank briefcase and oh, give, it, give get a shot at the women's championship because I don't think they would be able to find a good reason to give her one straight up. Uh, cue the hurricane. What's up with that? Oh, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> this is a matter of time. He's coming. <laughs> well, my three uh, to, to decide between is Alina Vega, Liv Morgan, who they're also pushing, and she had to, for lack of a better term, work her way into this match. And then also, could you do something with Alexa Bliss? And does she need the money in the bank with still Bray Wyatt looming over? Or is it a waste because the way they're booking her, she just pretty much mind control everybody and beat them? So uh, I'm thinking uh, not Alexa. It really comes down to uh, Zelina Vega. Or Liv Morgan, which I would imagine those would probably be the last two to climb the ladder. Uh, I have to go with what I said last week, just to try to stick it to uh, Alistair Black slash Malachi Black slash Tommy. I'm going to give it to uh, Zelina with the rocket ship on her and say, well, if you would have stayed, now your wife is going to be over here, you know, doing bigger than you. So we'll see, uh, you know, but it also could go to Liv Morgan, but I'll pick Zelina just off of that. And going and just piggybacking off of what you just said with my pick, I'm still expecting the turnaround for, for Nikki at some point where Alexa is going to kind of manipulate her and turn okay. her, and then that would give Alexa – access to the money in the bank briefcase and maybe even taking it from her at some point. So 
you know, yeah, it, it can it can happen. You can get some TV time out of that too. I can see that as well, if written correctly. So uh, I guess I've got the uh, the ownership of the the big match of the night. Uh, so that is for the Universal Championship, and that's going to put Roman Reigns versus Edge. And we've already, like I said, no spoiler here. It's just a prediction. Roman is still walking out. I don't care whatever happens, he's still walking out because they're going to lead that to uh, another match at SummerSlam for them to whatever it may be. Like we talked about the uh, uh, Hell in a Cell, or it could be uh, the ladder match, something. But yeah, Roman. I agree. So it's going to come down to, uh, I guess, this is apropos, um, the Money in the Bank uh, matches and uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. That's what's going to decide who's going to win tomorrow. Congratulations, James. You've actually got a, a strong shot, potentially, to take this. Because Money in the Bank is 100% up to... Vince, and he could change the finish during the match, <laughs> depending True on what that. the reaction is. True so, that. Yep. We're we're kind of going into uh, which is kind of fun, you know, uncharted waters because it is based off of those pops and stuff. So if you see uh, the referee, uh, the, the main referee, doing a lot of conversations with maybe one person in particular or two people in particular, then that means that. We could be seeing uh, the makings of a finish change. Or they may have uh, three different finishes, and then they just call it at the end and say, well, go home with this one. And then uh, that's what the ref communicates. So that could be another option as well. So that's the show, man. Good job. Uh, Thanks for hanging out. We got a chance to talk about uh, everybody being, uh, I guess, back in business. As Dusty would say, back in business, and, oh, and, uh, I'm, and I'm, got some you know, And speaking of speaking of back in business, uh, I didn't mention before with uh, Slammiversary, uh, they did have a crowd. It oh, was good. a small. It was a small crowd. It was more like um, an NXT crowd. Okay. You know, you know they. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, they had just the people that was around the. They were in the same building that they have been filming in. But they just had like the small uh, crowd on the three side, on the two sides. I don't think they had anybody on hard camera side. Oh, no. um, right. But they had on, on the on the um, left and the right of the camera. Uh, they did have folks there. They didn't have anybody um, like stage wise because they have a pretty big stage for uh, entrances. Right. But um, but it's but you know, it was it was a, it was a, it was a, it was an NXT esque crowd. You know they got into the matches uh, pretty as much as they could, you know. So it was it, it, there was a, a lot of reaction uh, from what I was from the bit that I got to see before we started, and um, yeah. But it, but I'm gonna have, again I'm gonna have to look at look at it to, again to you know really pay attention to it because it seemed like the main event uh, with uh, Kenny and Sammy seemed to be a pretty like a pretty good match. They went a they went a good while as you as as you could tell so mm-hmm. um so uh and and it was in the and the ring was full of uh accoutrement so to speak so uh yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to uh, take the time to really look at it and pay attention to it so i'll probably do that on tomorrow night because uh, well the pay-per-view is tomorrow night so i probably have to do it uh, later in the week 
Tropic Tuesday. But, gotta watch more like, Raw. <laughs> like, more like, more like. Well, it'll be more like Thursday for me because I'll probably, I'll probably watch that and then watch the re and watch the replay of um, of uh, Impact on Friday when I'm off. Okay. So give me time to do that on Friday. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh. But I'll get back to you on everything. See what happens on Thursday, uh, the Thursday show with Jay okay. White and everybody, and ever all the new acquisitions. I'll let you know what uh, No Way Jose's name is, if he is No Way Jose or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, have mercy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for next week's. Uh, that's a movie. That's just Nubian. So you'll probably start off the show next week for sure. So we can get those deets. Uh, get that tea right away. So uh, thanks for everybody for hanging out on the podcast side of things. As always, you know, we're sponsored by uh, Anchor. And, you know, you can hear us on all the uh, lovely uh, audio side uh, podcast outlets from the Apples and the Stitchers and the Pocket Casts and, and this Tales and Pod Beans and dot, 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 dot. If they're podding it, you can hear us uh, under the sideline. Also, also on YouTube. We're yep. also on YouTube, so check us out on YouTube. I'm just trying to help you out there, brother. You know, you know, just trying to help you out there. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of audio words to put in, but YouTube and well, video is YouTube, and then uh, next week we should be back the the live action, and then that'll put us on the Facebooks as well, and then you can also catch up with us uh, for postings on the Grams and Twitters and all that fun stuff. So. We appreciate everybody for once again uh, taking the time out to give us uh, two hours of your life as we talk some craziness. We didn't get as crazy as last week, so, you know, obviously. Yeah, we didn't go off on any tangents today, so, you know, it was good. Yeah, you kept your clothes on, so. The problem is when it comes down to inciting the riots and the crazy. So, uh, normal show when somebody's not around, but uh, if he's (laughs) back next week, who knows what may happen before war? Oh, so you put it, you put it all on KG. Uh, yeah, I think I just put, uh, connected the dots on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to appreciate that too much when he comes next week. But uh, yeah, I'll let you have it. Hey, man, facts is facts. So uh, obviously, you know, we don't do overtime, so always make sure you diversify your bonds. Kanichi, why bitches?